0: Sketch 9 of Modern Monologues by Marjorie Benton Cook this LibriVox recording is in the public domain stage directions read by Thomas Peter
1: lady macbeth and portia read by linda olson fytak juliet read by
2: leian yao
1: ophelia read by eva davis
0: sketch 9 when shades assemble scene the after world enter lady macbeth and portia lady macbeth
1: good morrow lady portia cato's daughter wife of that brutus who did slay great caesar why stalk you here among the shades alone portia such words as slayer sound but ill methinks upon the lips of guilty cauda's wife my brutus was a martyr who did read signs of the times which others dared not see the blood he shed was shed in duty's name so say not slayer's wife again to me thou who didst lure beneath thy roof king duncan and with thy two blood-stained hands didst with thy husband's aid and foul connivance kill stab and murder there thy king
0: lady macbeth hastily
1: Enough, enough, fair Portia, this sufficeth. Our husbands may have had their little faults, no doubt we had our little vices too. But here among the shades, where friends are few, let us not waste the hours in angry speech, but join our forces that we may not be dependent for all social intercourse upon Ophelia and that youngster Juliet. Portia, who even now approach from out the dusk.
0: Enter Juliet and Ophelia. Juliet.
1: Dear me, Ophelia, but this
2: life is slow. Why, when I lived at Fair Verona's court, my every day was filled with gracious sport. Can I forget that ball my father gave when first I set my eyes on Romeo?
0: Lady Macbeth aside.
1: Methinks that we have heard that tale before.
0: Ophelia softly
1: beware there's
2: cardor's dame who gossips so lord we may know what we are but know not what we may be how should i my true love know from another one by his
1: cockle hat and staff and his sandal portia ophelia my dear know you no other songs alas sweet lady And alas, alack.
2: Why, at Verona's court, the troubadours were wont to dedicate their songs
1: to me. Alas, we can't escape Verona's court.
0: Juliet angrily.
1: Dost think we'd rather hear of Corder's house,
2: and Duncan's death, and see you wash your hands, and hear your thrilly speeches about blood. Not I, for one, nor mad Ophelia here. I'd rather sit and hear Ophelia sing and that's not very cheerful you'll admit
0: lady macbeth indignantly
1: thou impudentest child among the shades the raven himself is hoarse that can outcroak you chastise the valor of thy saucy tongue begone about thy business get thee hence
0: portia sweetly
1: be not impatient with the child my lady she's young yet and poor soul she died for love Yes, and I'm sorry I was
2: such a fool. Oh, why did I not wed the Count of Paris, instead of joining Romeo in the tomb?
1: But Romeo loves thee still?
2: Yes, Romeo does. Why, at the time when all the heroes are let in to spend the day with their lost wives and loves, what think ye then this Romeo does? Well, what doth he? He sits all day and holds Ophelia's hand how shall i thy true love know from another one tra la 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 the montagues were ever fickle loves i care not that he pays ophelia court but this is hard that i must have lord hamlet being or not being at my side discoursing on man's capability and talking ghosts until my very spine is chilled and every hair doth arise like quills upon the fretful porcupine
1: how dare you use a speech that's not your own oh i'm so glad he'd to speak thus with thee for i was ever much
2: afeard of him he said to get me to a nunnery oh woe is me to have seen what i have seen see what i see he is dead and gone lady he is dead and gone methinks ophelia is just a simple thing
1: i would sometimes i could escape my thane the days he is allowed to visit me i grow aweary of reiteration that bickering outworn phrase i told you so children dear lady ours the fate has been for centuries to face the limelight's glare and in the world of mortars still the young do play at Juliet's and ophelia's parts and murder worse than that of cordus thane is yearly done upon our splendid lines yet spite of this we ever do remain heroes and heroines of classic lore. What better, then, if in this dim beyond some private woes and family bickerings do mar the tenor of our even ways? This is the penalty we pay for fame, a fame which even elocutionists have failed to ruin and entirely mar, a fame which, though the idle, shattering world may try, It cannot rob us of, it needs us still. So, ladies, let's in silence bear the wounds of private life, and let us turn a smiling face unto the shades without
0: End of Sketch nine.